Today's episode is brought to you by Positively Productive Systems, whose mission is to be the antidote to your stress and to provide compassionate productivity resources and coaching that help you heal and achieve. Be sure to check out both free and paid resources at PositivelyProductive.com resources. There are steps that you can take that are productive that don't have to be like the whole big step. The scope of what we do, I think we often try to make way too large, right? So for example, you're like, oh, I have to get more clients. No, you come back in, you make sure that your routine is back in order. And maybe you check three people that you meant to touch base with, and you simply send them a message that says, I'm back from vacation. You were on my mind. How are you doing? Right? You come up with these little micro steps that you can do. And at the same time, you alternate these techniques and you give yourself like this habit reward combination where you're like, I'm going to take, I don't know, X number of minutes, if you will, because you did mention trying the Pomodoro technique, right? And, And doing different things like that. Well, maybe the sprints that you do could be alternating where you could have one where you're like checking into some new clients, you know, moving the needle forward on the marketing and getting back into that momentum and then alternating it with now I get to also jot down all my notes about what I want the next vacation to be. You're listening to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Zarotny, founder of Positively Productive Systems and a coach certified in time and stress management, helping clients make space for what matters most in their lives. Join me each episode and we'll talk about decluttering, stress management, habits, personalized productivity, gratitude, and so much more. I understand the overwhelm of life because I'm a wife, mom to kids and cats, and a former caregiver. I'm here to help you choose what's right for you so you can do less, live more, and breathe easier. Sound good? Let's get to it. One of the reasons most entrepreneurs start a business is to have the freedom to live life, take off when they want, and have the business support them in doing so. Work-life balance has become a catchphrase, but I don't think we know what it actually entails. I'm doing my best to encourage us to shift to work-life harmony or integration because balance is not always feasible nor encouraged. Sometimes we have bigger demands in one area of our lives, and we need to be able to freely and flexibly shift back and forth. But when you step aside from a task, whether intentionally or not, you lose momentum. This is why multitasking is debunked. What we're actually doing is task switching, and that requires our brains to get back in gear, and I'll be the first to admit that isn't always easy. It's one thing when we're in creation mode or doing something we love, or even when we're busy. Oh, I cringe using that word, and I used air quotes, so maybe we'll call it active instead. But being active does create and keep momentum of a sort. But we can't rely on those for all the things we do, and we want to be sure what we're doing is productive. So how do we keep the momentum going in our business while keeping it flexible? That's what we're exploring in today's Strategy Call episode with Stacey Kessler. As a small business strategist, Stacey supports and amplifies women entrepreneurs by helping them discover their unique brand of genius, confidently make decisions, and eliminate the overwhelm so they can thrive with sanity. She specializes in helping them make sense of all their scattered thoughts and ideas to clarify their business strategy and message, along with creating stellar websites and systems that make their business run like a well-oiled machine. 
Today's episode is a great example of someone who does amazing things for others, but wanted the help of a coach to process what isn't working for her. Coaches need coaches. And I was excited to help Stacy process what was going on with her momentum challenges. In our conversation, we cover the two main reasons she struggles with productivity, self-doubt and energy. Within minutes of our conversation, we had an action item for the self-doubt. It turns out she was using a technique that works, but she was using it backwards. It was a great aha moment. Then we moved on to the momentum issues that happen when she leaves for vacation. Because she travels at least six times a year, that's a significant shift to her routine. We explored ways to plan intentionally based on her personality and energy, what to do before leaving and upon returning. We also talked about ways she could very simply continue some of the momentum while traveling in an automated way so it's hands-off and would allow her to be fully present on vacation. You are going to love how simple and doable these solutions are, and I think they'll work great whether you're vacationing or shifting seasons in your business and life. You're also going to love Stacy. She is a delight and cares so much about what she does, and I so appreciate her sharing her challenges to encourage us all. She told me after the call that she knew this was going to be great, but it exceeded her expectations. I'm excited for you to hear this, so without further ado, let's get to the strategy call. Welcome, Stacy Kessler, to the Positively Living Podcast for a coaching session today. I am so excited to talk with you and figure out what we can do to change course for you and lighten the load. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited as well. Would you start by telling us a bit about what you're doing and what's challenging you right now? Yeah, sure. So I'm a small business strategist and I specialize in working with women entrepreneurs who want to craft a -a one-of-a-kind business around their unique brand of genius. And I love just helping them turn all their scattered thoughts, ideas, and to-dos into really actionable and compelling and profitable business marketing and operation strategies. And my challenge is that I sometimes run into these cycles of feeling like I'm stuck in a rut and finding it difficult to get the motivation to be productive. I've pinpointed a couple of times when that happens. My challenge is even though I can recognize maybe a root cause, I still struggle to pull myself out of it. And so a couple of things that send me down that path are after I come back from vacation, which is probably one of the most challenging things for me because travel is my husband and I's probably number one priority. So we travel quite frequently. So coming back and getting back into rhythms and feeling productive and not just wanting to plan my next vacation is is a challenge for me. (laughs) You and a lot of other people. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) And I love vacation planning. So I can definitely go down those rabbit holes. And then the second thing is if I'm ever in a time period where maybe I'm a little bit slow with client work, that's another time period where I feel like I lack that motivation and productivity. So when you were describing your motivation, you talked a bit about the motivation to market your business and yourself. And then now you're talking about, you know, just basically trying to do productive things, right, to sort of get back into the flow. And so I got the sense that there was a bit of that uh, getting the momentum back. But I do want to ask first if there's anything in terms of marketing your business and, and what that might mean for you when you're marketing. Do you have a plan in place? And when you do, you know, what happens with that? 
Yeah. So I do have a strategy for marketing in terms of a couple of areas that I focus on. Where I struggle is having consistent systems and maintaining those things, especially during periods of busyness versus slow, pre-vacation versus post-vacation. And I have this sense that maybe there might be a little bit of self-sabotaging in there with avoiding marketing sometimes, particularly if I'm going on vacation thinking about juggling that with the client work. That could be one of it. Another one could just be if I'm feeling a lack of confidence. So if I am not at full capacity with clients, I feel like I have this inner voice that's like, well, who do you think you are to go market yourself to try and help other businesses do that when you're struggling with that right now? So I think those are two kind of voices in my head that I hear a lot. Right. And so those voices too, the distractions and and maybe like, we'll call it self-doubt, you know, things like that, that can creep in when we don't feel a certain sense of busyness. And so we do want to make the distinction, right, between busy and active and the doing the things versus truly being productive. The fact is, is that when you have those marketing systems in place, like you're talking about, you can be effectively marketing without necessarily constantly doing the things. But thank you for sharing that. It's so important that we understand that if there's something that we're not showing up to do, there's some sort of It's hard to use the word reward and have people understand it, but bear with me. Any habit, a habit that serves you, a habit that doesn't, anything that we do, we do it for a reason and there's a reward at the end. And sometimes it's a justification, like you said, maybe feeling a little self-doubt, like I don't have that many clients to capacity is really the thing. Bottom line is, I think we can logically say you're a great coach, whether you have one client or a hundred, but you can feel that uncertainty during those times. And of course, during those times, you're also not on the calls, doing the thinking, doing the things that could actually positively distract you from the self-doubt, right? So it's this vicious cycle. So coming back to understanding what it means and what you do and that confidence, do you have a practice in place in terms of reviewing your testimonials and connecting with your clients and understanding the impact that you're making? When I'm busy with clients, I do, because I feel it. They're giving me weekly, you know, they're playing that back for me. I'm not asking for it. They're just saying, oh my gosh, this last week was amazing. And they're telling me those things. So when I don't have as many clients, I feel like I don't get that as much. And I don't feel that personal gratification of I'm really using my skills. I'm really impacting people. And unless I'm redoing my website, which I do love to do, so it's kind of an issue, but I'm not necessarily diving into all my testimonials. And maybe that could be, yeah, I mean, that could be a good strategy. (laughs) I think that's a first action item for you. And so simple because, well, first of all, it's a good practice in business to seek those out as soon as you've worked with someone to, to do that ask because you've helped them. And every client I've ever asked is like, absolutely. I will, you know, sing your praises, uh, you know, off the mountaintop. So ask for that if you haven't been and make a point to review them. It's an interesting thing that you said that because when you need that boost is when you're not doing it. And when you don't really need it is when you're doing it. So let's flip that around. That's a, a great first action item for you just to make sure that your energy is up in terms of the confidence. Now, going back to this idea of travel. So we talked about not at capacity. I think that action item may touch upon that 
fairly well. Let's go into the travel, the momentum, you know, the patterns, the ebb and flow there, and then we can always circle back. Great. Okay. So with the travel, how often are we talking about traveling? At least six times a year. And we sometimes go for up to two and a half weeks at a time. Okay. And that's, that's a significant amount of time to be out of the routine and the schedule, right? And so there's this sort of interesting thing that happens where we're in the routine and then we're like, oh, I can't wait for vacation. And especially if, you know, you're going awesome places and you're enjoying it and we all need vacations and breaks. So we want that and we jump into it. Now, do you ever find when you're on vacation, is there a time during that point when you're like, I'm ready to get back or not necessarily? Only if something happens where a plan gets foiled and we're a bit bored because we don't do relaxing beach beach vacations. We do adventure hiking and backpacking vacations. So normally I'm totally disconnected. I'm 100% present and I'm loving every moment of it. Okay. I was just curious about that. So given (laughs) that people have certain routines and certain things that, that they do, then they want the break from it. But then at some point, they're going to need to get back to that routine. And I think sometimes it's the feeling of, it's that nebulousness of not knowing what to do. And other times it's the, I want to get back to it because I feel like it's going to take a lot to build that momentum up again. And that is a real thing. You know, when you have stopped doing something, keeping momentum going versus building it back up again, it's a different kind of energy required, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we've been actually experimenting, especially during COVID, where my husband doesn't have as many customer calls, so we have more flexibility, doing work plus personal vacations, where we're working on vacation and maybe just spending the weekends hiking. It it didn't work as well as we had hoped to stay in the routines. It did, however, help me with my mindset, where I wasn't so much flipped totally on or flipped totally off of work But in terms of the logistics of it, it didn't work as well as we had hoped. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's a big distinction between vacation where you are wanting to truly unplug and you do need to step away versus that concern that you're going to lose that momentum. I'm glad that you tried that because some of, of what we do has to be experimental to see if there's anything to it. And by the way, what you were describing with going on adventures is so fitting with the uh, the big five personality quiz that you sent me and the openness being fairly high, 79%. And that's being open to adventure. And I also think too, again, this is, this is a snapshot of how you're feeling currently and, and what you're doing. And it may be a snapshot that's consistent based on the fact that you like to travel. But given that, it's important to know that you need to feed into that adventure. And I wonder with that, if also too coming back and building that momentum in your business, if you're feeling, even though you obviously love your business and love what you do, that you're feeling that letdown from coming away from that vacation. Absolutely. I mean, we love exploring nature and when it's done, there is a bit of a, like a depressed feel of when are we going to get back to this again? And it's so amazing. And even though I love my business and I love my, my life outside of vacation, the vacations are the highlight. So given that, maybe there's an opportunity here to create some intentional plans for easing back in to what you're doing. 
So first of all, you said you love planning the next vacation. So there are some opportunities to, to kind of have a little bit of an overlap or a crossover. And one of the techniques that I actually use personally is when I'm away, if my mind starts going with, oh, you know, I've got something that I want to do, I actually have a list that I make. So it gets it out of my mind and then I stay present on the vacation, but then I have the list ready. And I also do this before I leave on vacation. I have the, when I get back list. I like that. So if you create that, you're also putting yourself in the energy of, I can hit the pause button and then click it back off when I get back. And I know right in front of me what I'm going to be doing. I love that because I'm a big believer in planning out my weeks and being intentional about my priorities. And I do struggle to do that for the first time when I get back from vacation. So I love having that intentionality that (laughs) when I get back list, I think that's really smart. Right. And then that allows you to say, it's not now. It's not while I'm on vacation. I don't have to think about it or remember it or anything. I know that this is what I want to address when I get back. Now, that being said, as you do this list and you come at it with that intentionality, you also want to come at it with a realism that your energy is going to be different when you come back. One of the things we love to do is be like, I have all the things I got to do when I get back. And then all the things turns into what's on Netflix. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Netflix are planning the next vacation. That's exactly. Right. Now, that being said, you can intentionally plan those things in. And that's one of my suggestions. Have a when I get back list, but break it down so that it's almost like a phase in phase out technique. Okay. You are coming back and you're going to be like the first day, I'm just checking in with these people to make sure that it's those things that you want to do that future Stacy's going to thank you for that will make it, you know, just much less stressful because, you know, you're going to meet with some clients or, you know, you're going to touch base. There are steps that you can take that are productive that don't have to be like the whole big step. The scope of what we do, I think we often try to make way too large, right? So for example, you're like, oh, I have to get more clients. No, you come back in, you make sure that your routine is back in order. And maybe you check three people that you meant to touch base with, and you simply send them a message that says, I'm back from vacation. You were on my mind. How are you doing? Right? You come up with these little micro steps that you can do. And at the same time, you alternate these techniques and you give yourself like this habit reward combination where you're like, I'm going to take, I don't know, X number of minutes, if you will, because you did mention trying the Pomodoro technique, right? And, And doing different things like that. Well, maybe the sprints that you do could be alternating where you could have one where you're like checking into some new clients, you know, moving the needle forward on the marketing and getting back into that momentum and then alternating it with now I get to also jot down all my notes about what I want the next vacation to be. I know I personally love to decompress and to journal about my experiences. And it's funny because a lot of people like to scrapbook and me, I'm like to, this is what I would do differently. And I really liked how that worked. And, you know, like I'm a planning junkie. (laughs) Oh, we are so alike in that sense. (laughs) Yeah. So feed into that, lean into that and give yourself that as a reward. So you know that you're doing both and that will give you the dopamine hits, right? Of the happiness of staying in kind of the, the travel happiness mode while you are also ramping up the productivity on the business. How does that sound? 
I love that. I mean, I was taking copious notes here because I love that idea of phase in, phase out. One of the things I struggle with is my husband has a traditional job and he can easily slide in and out of different phases and routines and his self-discipline is just off the roof. And so I, a lot of times compare myself to him so we could come back on a red eye at 5 a.m. and he can be butt in chair at 7 a.m. calling customers and going to the gym and all of and then cooking dinner and I'm like I need to be as productive as he is and so I compare myself to his routines and his abilities to do this and I love the idea of ditching that guilt by planning in and giving myself the permission because I do need more of a ramp in and a ramp out, especially even before, which I haven't thought about because I'm the main preparer and planner. So all the last minute stuff typically falls to me and because I have more flexibility. And a lot of times I'm booking things right up until right before we leave. And then I'm super stressed because I'm packing at the same time that I'm trying to do my last minute marketing activities before I leave and all of these things. So I love all of your suggestions. Thank you. That's awesome. That is a great tip, by the way, and a good catch on your part that not only do you want to ramp up when you get back, but you want to like ramp down or I don't <laughs> I, yeah. I, I know how to take a metaphor and like go crazy places with it. But, <laughs> but yeah, you want to be able to ease off. And so as you're playing, planning, that's something to be thinking about long-term as, for example, when is the next vacation planned? Do you have it or do you have them in mind? Yeah. So we're leaving September 25th for our next one. Okay. So we are recording this at the beginning of September. So you can already start thinking in terms of intentionally making appointments and making plans that will allow that last bit of time before you leave, at least five days, five to seven days, where it's slowing down, slowing down, where really most of your time is now administrative. And all of this, you know, this intentionality, these questions, I want to touch on uh, Gretchen Rubin quiz that you did, the four tendencies. And <laughs> oh, I don't, yes. Are you familiar with that or no? I think I'd heard about it, but as soon as I got the results, I was like, oh, this is me to a T. <laughs> right. So obvious. And I love that you had mentioned Venice's strategy call and, you know, she was a, a questioner as well. And so that was very fitting. So when you listen to that, there's a lot of good information in there for you. But when you think about that, I, and I'm also willing to bet your husband is upholder 100%. Oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, because that's the, you know, like a butt in the chair, you know, doing the calls, going to the gym, making it happen. And so you're absolutely right that, well, first of all, compare and despair. It's never a good idea. <laughs> but also, too, understanding that energetically you show up differently and, and purposefully, questioners love the data love the internal reasoning behind it. And so he can be like, I'm supposed to, you know, be in this chair doing the thing. And so I do. And you're like, but why? And how does this work? And, you know, right. Yeah. <laughs> you need to see Stacy's face right now. She's like, uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. So give yourself that why. The why is because you know that you are the primary travel coordinator. You know that you have a certain energy when you come back and you're feeling it. So it's really less about that you are, are not being productive and more about matching the kind of work that you're doing to that energy. I love that. And I think one of the things I struggle with is projecting on my husband what he's thinking about me based on how I'm feeling about myself. <laughs> so I love the idea of 
using that questioning and that thought process to let go of that guilt and give myself the permission to spend that time because that is important. Even though my husband is working a full day the day after, that doesn't mean that I have to, and really it's a gift that I don't have to. And so not seeing that as a reason to be guilty or to try and conform to something else. I love that. Yeah, it is a gift. And there's that trade-off too. I mean, he's working the job. He's the employee. He he has to show up at certain times. You have more of the flexibility. You're taking over the travel arrangements. It sounds like you love it, but also that makes sense because that allows him the freedom to be the employee and show up when he has to, whereas you are making your own hours. It's apples and oranges here for sure. But this is an opportunity for you to have conversations as well. It's probably more conversations in your mind. It doesn't sound like yeah. he's calling you out on any of this. No. Okay. <laughs> I think he is. I, I think he'll say something or have a tone. And in my head, I have this whole conversation. And, you know, sometimes I'll be like, what did you really mean by that? It has nothing to do with what I crafted in my head. <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, that's another really great point and an important takeaway for all of us today, which is letting go of the assumption of what someone means and sticking to what you know that you mean and how you show up. I'm sure integrity is high on your list. And so as long as you know you're showing up with integrity and with purpose and with intention, someone else can question it, but doesn't mean a thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. I feel like we've got some, some great things already and, and we still have a little bit more time left. Let me check my notes. So we're talking about intentionally planning, phasing in and phasing out, creating those cues, understanding your energy. So the other thing that we could explore just a little bit is talking about your systems that you have in place and what is happening or what can be happening or potentially be automated while you're gone? What does that look like for you? I don't do a whole lot. I used to try and work ahead with my content creation and my emails and all of that stuff. And I kind of let that go as not being a priority for me and just kind of gave myself permission to not have this rush to try and do as much and put as much out there while I'm gone, putting all that added stress on before. So actually right now there's very little I do. And because I am really intentional right now about wanting to have a, a solopreneur business, there's not necessarily a whole lot that has to keep moving while I'm gone. Okay. And that, that segues beautifully into kind of the details to the extent that you want to share of your process, where you're showing up, you know, what items are on your to-do list that you're, you're trying to get to and how do they play into marketing and converting to new clients? What does that look like for you? Yeah. So I have a couple of different focus areas for my marketing. The first is SEO through either on-page SEO or writing content. So I've got almost a hundred articles on my website and I've recently invested in hiring someone to help me better understand and skill build how I can make those more findable on Google. And so optimizing those and then continuing to write them. And that all filters with freebies into email marketing. So sending content out to my list. The second main area is my free event. Every month I put on an event called Boss Lady Day, and that's just a free 
community for women entrepreneurs to come and gather and support each other. And that's just a great thing that people can invite their friends to, that I can invite people to, to grow awareness and to stay top of mind. And then the third thing is stuff like this, like exposure through speaking or podcast interviews or collaborations. And that's the thing that lately I've been trying to be a little bit more intentional about, like how we met through the podcast collab club. And and so what I have been lacking is a system to be consistent with that because over the past year and a half, I've gone through cycles of being at full capacity, having to turn people away or having a long waiting list. And it got to the point where people were like, I can't wait two to three months to work with you. I'm not willing to commit to that because I don't know if I'm going to be in the same place in two to three months. And so I've gone through several iterations of price increases to sort of adjust for supply and demand. And because really I wanted to also increase the profitability of my business and minimize the number of clients that I was working with. And people were validating that the higher prices were still worth the value. So the thing that I wasn't planning for is when I was at those busy peaks, I wasn't doing a great job of actively marketing and continuing to fill the pipeline so that there was always this, you know, incoming. And every time I raised my prices, I would have a lull in getting clients. And during that lull, before things ramped back up or before I grew awareness with a different group of people that had a higher budget, maybe that's where I started getting into these slumps. And when I was in the slump is when I didn't want to market and because I didn't have the systems already in place and the habits of doing those things regularly. That's when I really struggled. And obviously, if you're not doing the marketing, you're not bringing in the clients. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's kind of how it works, folks. Yes. And and that's such an important insight on your part that while you are in the thick of it and doing the awesome coaching stuff, you know, that also there needs to be that marketing element. I mean, that actually sounds like another discussion for another day with us, uh, which we could totally get into to set up systems. But a couple things that are coming up for me in terms of allowing the continuation is that you have an incredible amount of content to repurpose. So I'm going to give a shout out to my episode with Yang Pratt about repurposing your content. You have a gold mine there. And one of the things that you could do that's a form of automation that's still incredibly valuable is to create like a wrap up or a summary or a little collective or collection of some kind, if you don't already do this with those articles and kind of point them to pe- not even recreating it necessarily, but actually summarizing them and saying, you know, I don't know if you share with them, you know, I'm going away on vacation and I'll see you in two weeks. But even if you don't share that part, you could share the here's what's been coming up lately. And this is a collection of articles that support that for you. Make sure to hop on my calendar. And then of course you can, do you have an automated calendar set to go? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then you can set up that automated calendar where they're not able to book until let's say a week after you return. Yeah. You set that email up to go maybe. And another email promotes your event that's coming up because you know when those are happening. Uh, That's one thing that I would recommend. Really simple, right? And that's a way, it's an automated continuation of your momentum and of what you've been doing because we do get into this content creation cycle very easily where we feel like we need to create more. I would recommend you going back and looking at what you can recycle because it's probably incredible stuff that needs to be repeated anyhow. Yeah, I think that's a good reminder because I was for so long in a very 
kind of self-restrictive, I will put out a new article every week. And when I decided that that didn't have to be my strategy anymore, I didn't do a good job at then creating a new system for still promoting content to every week and repurposing. And I think that would be a great way to combine the need to revisit articles and improve for SEO. And then reminding myself of the great content that's in there, it's still very relevant and evergreen and being able to repurpose that and send that back out. So I love that idea and kind of combining those. Yeah. And and then you can get some deep links in there and, and help people connect those ideas. That's one of the things we both do as coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, you're helping um take all the all the stuff yes. <laughs> that's happening and make sense of it and 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 find the ideas and connect the dots. And so this is another way to connect the dots to what you've already created. Okay. I think we have a really solid list for you here. First of all, just a reminder of those client testimonials and using that consistently as opposed to having the peaks and the valleys consistently, even if it's monthly that you review. Oh my gosh, what a lift. It's part of your celebration. It's part of your gratitude, your gratitude for them. And it will keep you boosted regardless of how many people you're working with. Then looking at the intentional planning, the ramping up, ramping down, you know, the phasing in and out, the when I get back list and so forth. And by the way, I will be sending you a list of my notes too, so you can compare them to yours. And then last but definitely not least, finding that little string of continuation while you're away, different kinds of automation, and you can build that over time. But the first one is stepping back and taking a look at what you've already done and resharing articles in different ways. And that's a wonderful way to repurpose your content, but not necessarily have to do more work and have it automated to go while you're gone. Yeah, I love that. Well, this has been so fruitful. I can't wait to try these techniques, especially because I do have a vacation coming up. So that one is very, very top of mind. So thank you so much for sharing your brand of genius with me and um, just helping me work through some of this stuff. Oh, it's my pleasure. So let us know where we can find you online. So I have a website, stacykessler.me with a ton of free resources. That's where women can sign up for Boss Lady Day if they want to attend. And you can get a hold of me there if you want to reach out as well. Wonderful. I'll be sure to have that link in the show notes. And I want to thank you, Stacy, so much for sharing fully today. And we look forward to an update. Thank you so much, Lisa. It was a pleasure. Thank you for joining me today. Your time is precious and limited, and I'm honored you chose to spend it with me. If you have feedback, questions, or want to schedule a chat, head to positivelyproductive.com slash connect. And if you are looking for any of the resources referenced on the podcast, from books to products to training and more, go to positivelyproductive.com slash resources.